0: I've told you with extra Angie for breakfast, you get a little bit extra, and this is one of those times because I have two most fabulous people in my studio, and I just couldn't bear to only speak to them for the three minutes that Breakfast Radio gives me because there are stories upon stories to unpack here. We are talking about a new production that is created and developed here in the Southwest that is going to be taking on the Perth the Perth Festival. I'm just so excited about it. So anyway, we're going to get into it with Fiona, of course, who is the, well, we call you the creator, the curator, the genius that is at Breck.
1: Dungeon master.
0: Dungeon
2: master. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> sit in my dungeon. I don't know. I, I kind of like to think of myself as the village, uh, I don't know, counsellor. <laughs> and we
0: also have Kim Crotty, who has Come up with this fabulous idea and performance called the smallest stage, Yes. and uh, hailing from Manjimup. So there's something in the forest there sprouting good ideas.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm not. Sh- yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's true.
2: The southwest is just full of creative people. It's, it's amazing. True. So you can't
1: mm. um, down around Manjimup and Bridgetown. You can't walk ten metres without bumping into. Tripping over an artist or a writer or a creative of some kind.
0: It's so true, um, and I love I love that about here because I think it's kind of for a long time been simmering under the surface, and I just feel like in the last 18 months it's just rushing forward and people are starting to realise the talent that we have. Mm. Um, What I love about this is I don't know this full story (laughs) at all, at all, but I've just got a good feeling. And um, (laughs) this story actually starts in the Donnelly Village. So, Fiona, set the scene for us.
2: Yeah, well, that was when uh, I first met Kim and when Breck first met Kim, I guess. So the entertainment centre... I came down to run the Entertainment Centre three and a half, four years ago. And um, before I started running a venue, I was actually a producer. So I was working up in Perth for 10 years uh, with artists going, what what do you want to do? Oh, you want to tell this story? Great, let's go find money and do that. Um, And I came down here and it pretty soon realised that actually what we just said, the South West is full of creative people. So I just really wanted to support them to find a way to tell more stories from from here. So um, we took... 16 artists from the Southwest and Great Southern down to Donley River Village for a long weekend and um, invited them to come and just bring an idea that they wanted to explore to make a show and then we invited um, five really amazing artists from around Australia to come, like people who just really experienced in their practice and um, invited them to come and uh, mentor these artists. And that's where it all began.
0: (laughs) 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 So, Kim, what idea did you bring to the Donnelly River Village table?
1: It was probably only half an idea, actually. Um, (laughs) um, And it has grown exponentially from there. Uh, So I arrived at the Donnelly River um, Artist Retreat with um, a pile of handwritten and illustrated stories that I'd created for my kids. And I had this idea that I, it would be great if we could turn some of these kids' stories into a show for children. And then um but I didn't want to tell the truth about what was about where they were made and and the story, the origin story of these stories, because I was I'd managed to convince myself <laughs> that if I did tell the truth that I would be asked to leave. <laughs> Go on, tell us. <laughs> uh, so, I, I wrote um, 47 children's stories for my kids when I was in Dartmoor Prison in the UK. Oh, wow. For growing cannabis. Um, Ooh. And so, I was, I, it, it, um, I, I really struggled whilst in jail and the hardest thing I had to deal with was missing my kids so much because I used to read to them every night um, and my kids were three and five years old at the time um, and I was totally cut off from them because young children as anyone with with kids will know are terrible on the telephone and they can't read and write a letter um, and so I was desperate to maintain uh, my connection my relationship with them so I started to write stories um, I wrote them bedtime stories and I would post them home to them and um, uh,
2: so over the <laughs> course of the weekend, uh, this sort of story behind the story started to come to light. And every evening we would gather the mentors in the mentor house, because you know how Donny Rivers, all those lovely timber mill villagers. So during the day, they'd be out with their groups. And then we'd come back together and go, okay, what happened today? And we'd just hear this story emerging of gradually uncovering the story behind the stories. (laughs) And um, then the mentors all start going, Fiona, Fiona, am I allowed to talk to Kim about working on this show? Because actually the show should really be the story of his life, like the story of the stories, not just a play with the stories. (laughs) That's what what
1: came out of it. Um, You know, Matt Edgerton and and Zoe Atkins um, both convinced me over the course of the weekend that... um, that my idea was not the right idea <laughs> um, and they and and I was absolutely terrified with with this with the scale of what they were suggesting and what and this play, this little play, this little show, has grown into a monster well um, we'll we'll get to the show, but just <laughs> just to,
0: to sti- skip back a little bit and talk yeah. about Dartmoor, we won't stay on it because it's not the story. Um, but what an incredible moment of human connection, something obviously that, you know, a lot of people would feel shame around and, you know, but everyone makes mistakes. And I don't know, I've yeah, never met true. anyone that's not committed any crime on the planet. Yep. Um, and so then to be able to take that and the difficulty that you had in connecting with your kids, but still needing to, and then to fast forward all these years later in a you know beautiful place in the world with these extremely talented people to see the vision in you and the, the worth in that hardship. I mean, what does that Feel like,
1: uh, it's it's quite surreal. Like at uh, this time, ten years ago, I, I was in Dartmoor Prison, Par um, out. And, and and
0: Dartmoor's uh, got a bit of a reputation. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of Britain's oldest and most famous prisons. Infamous, um, infamous. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but um, yeah,
2: when I've heard him talk about this, it was a long way from where the kids were. So it wasn't yeah. that easy for them to come and visit in yeah. real life, even during visiting mm. hours, you know. So yeah, finding another way to communicate kind of was pretty critical.
0: Did you share any of the stories with the people around you at the time?
1: Uh, well, I, I made a number of surprising friendships in prison um, that I wasn't expecting. Um, and there's some people that I'm still in contact with. And. Um, um, you know, and I wrote them into the stories because you're, because it's you it's pretty it's pretty bare place for inspiration. So uh, I, I relied on them my friends in, inside, and would write them as characters into stories, um, and and use their names and reference them. And wow. Stuff. Um,
0: So here we are. Mm. It's 2021. Uh, We're on the cusp of the world premiere, which is going to (laughs) be at Breck on the 11th of February. And you need to know about it now so you can get your tickets now because this will sell out. Um, There's a series of dates running from the 11th of Feb to the 20th. And we get it first in the Southwest. We do.
2: That was was an absolute... Uh, a deal breaker for me. It had to premiere here because, you know, we've been making it here. So.
0: But due to the high profile people that have been involved and obviously the quality of the, the story and the content, Perth wants a piece <laughs> of it. So tell us how this happened.
2: Well actually that goes back to Donnelly River as well so um, one of the uh, other roles that we have is we invite two observers to come and so they don't have any real responsibilities but they're people who work in the entertainment industry and and who have big networks and could help these artists even if it was just writing a letter of support for the next funding application but hopefully something like this and one of them was um, Anna Reese, who at the time was the executive producer of Perth Festival so at the mentor table uh, get together on the second died, Zoe Atkinson, who, you know, routinely designs the opening of the Perth Festival. (laughs) And that's who we're talking about, someone who, you know, designs giant operas and works for the best companies in the country. Um, She turned around to Anna and said, you need to give us some seed funding so we can just get started. (laughs) And she kind of went, oh, I'll take it back to our new artistic director, Ian Grandage, and see what he says. And and he did. So we um, had a little seed funding from PER Festival. And in March 2020, mm-hmm. we um, got together for three days at BRAC and then another three days at the Subiaco Arts Centre and just started the process of kind of yeah. talking about it. And then uh... <laughs> and
1: now it's and now it's grown into an enormous. And monster. now
2: it's grown into an enormous. <laughs> scene. So what is it? What is the <laughs> smallest stage? Um,
1: well, it's a show that um, it's a show of many stories. So it's not just the forty-seven um, stories that I wrote and illustrated for my kids in Dartmoor. Um, it's also the story of the creation of those stories. Um, it's this. It, it's it's <laughs> it's about. Um, it's about lots of things, um, but particularly the stories we tell kids and the stories that we ourselves believe. Um, and it's also a show that folds back in on itself in a number of ways. Um, it's really quite a, like a, a bit of a visual... Spectacular! Um, I don't want to give too much away. Mm-hmm. I know it's, 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 <laughs> a, we're tiptoeing gently um, around all of this are, right now. This, so it's a, like it's a, it's a unique story. Um, there's, there are two reactions when I tell people this story. Um, there are two reactions, and they're both identical. Oh my god, you did what? Mm-hmm. Very disapprovingly. And then there's the other one is Oh my god, you did what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, and um, uh, um
2: so the the show really like the show that you'll see is um a show, is the story of Kim and why he grew cannabis and going to prison but it also includes some of the actual stories that he wrote mm-hmm. so like the whole story of um Snotman you know
1: <laughs> Snotman Bumsline.
2: <laughs> will be uh, produced on the stage during the work um, and then it also It is a very unusual work. I mean, I've produced quite a lot of shows and and this one, in terms of its shape and form, is, is a little different. It's... I suppose technically it's a one-man show, so the amazing actor Ben Mortley is playing Kim Crotty and all other parts. Wow! Um, except except-
1: there 24 other people involved in the storytelling as well. Oh,
2: so um, you can buy an interactive ticket and um, participate in the show on what? the night you attend, oh. but only if you are coming. If you're an adult, only if you're coming with a child aged between nine and twelve. So this is the
0: second time in my professional life that I've had to find a child to borrow. Yeah, yeah. but my nephew and niece will be back in West Perfect. Australia by February, so Perfect. I know what ticket I'm That's, getting. It's yeah.
1: really wonderful, Angela. Like You can, you can mm-hmm. buy just an, a, a, a normal ticket and, and experience the show just as, a, as a, a, an audience member or you can buy the special interactive um, participatory tickets um, <laughs> and, you, and you join the show and you're... So
2: you have audio, audio guided, guided instructions. So you don't you don't have to act. You just have to do it. You're hearing in your head fa- headset. Heads, heads, heads. I wish people could see my and face right now. <laughs> you'd, you'd, I'm like, this is
0: just getting more and more <laughs> amazing.
2: So uh, if you see the main sort of photo on the webpage, you can see kids in the background of that photo. So the actor, Ben Wally, is the actor who's doing the show. And then you can see kids in the background. So those are kids from Bunbury who helped us with one of the development stages where we were rehearsing to try out the ideas. Wow. So that's what it'll be like. You'd be wearing those headsets and just doing, you know, what you're hearing. So there is there is a few extra helpers, but it is essentially a kind of one man show. Yeah, but so, we're also really trying to use different genres. So there's a bit of puppetry, there's a bit of animation, there's kind of a whole lot of things.
1: Like Ben is a, a really great actor and has the gravity to hold all these other stories together as they all orbit around him. Um, it's pretty. It's pretty special.
2: Oh, uh, and are we allowed to talk about your boys?
1: <laughs> my my two sons, Otto and Arlen.
2: I was going to ask
0: you about the kids. <laughs> so I'm glad you brought them up. Well,
1: they starred in in most of the stories that I wrote for them. This was a way of like writing those stories was a way of me sort of being with them because I couldn't be with them in the real world. So I, I would invent these fictional worlds, and you know, we just got to play and hang out and be together again. Um, and posting them to, to 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 my kids was a way of you know reminding them of, of me, and 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 it was really wonderful. Anyway, so so now a decade later, um, we've invited them to be involved in the play as well into in the show, and they've been working on um, storyboarding various parts, and they have created an animated version of one of those kids' stories.
2: Oh, wow. So we just had a five-day workshop at BRAC with an animation specialist and Zoe Atkinson and actually her younger son joined us as well to animate Mm. this uh, story, Superfish, which will be a major feature. (laughs) (laughs) This is very cool. This is
0: very cool. There is so much (laughs) that is just human in this story. It's your story, which makes it, even more precious and, you know, like I invited you guys to come and chat about this, not having any idea the scope and the depth of this, to be perfectly Mm -hmm. honest, but how's this for, what do they call them, synchronicities? Mm. So on the flip side of your coin, Mm. uh, my dad was a a policeman in England and Uh my grandparents um, and my uncle. It's like a very, very uniformed family Uh and he, when I was little, So I think I was maybe about three or four. He went over to Cyprus and served for the United Nations as the in-between with the Greeks and the Cypriot side and the Cypriots on the Greek side. And it was all quite a lot. Uh But the same thing, like separated from family, yep. the the same struggles, the mm. same difficulties, yep. um, the same feelings of isolation and loneliness for completely different reasons. Mm. And my dad used to record on tape decks and he used to make up stories <laughs> cool. and send them as That's well. Cool. So it's amazing what it what similar experiences we've had but, like, so completely different and it just goes well, to show even when you think, you know, like, oh, okay, I'm the daughter of a police officer and your kid's the sons of a criminal uh-huh. um, but it, we're never that far away from each other.
1: No, that's right. I think that's um, the reason I think this, sto- this story touches so many people is because it's instantly recognisable. Um, so th- there are specifics that don't apply but 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 the rest of it does. Everybody knows the anxiety of separation, especially in COVID times and isolation. Um, Everybody knows what it's like to be separated from people that you love uh, and for parents to be to be separated from your kids. Um, This is a universal thing that every that all human beings experience Um, and and. This show is about um, about the amazing ways we can tell those people that we love, how we love them, uh, and just with, 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 with seemingly nothing in impossible circumstances. You know, a little bit of creativity and with, with love in your heart, you have to find a way to reach out and, uh, and to touch the people that you love. Um, and everybody does that. Everybody does oh, stop that. Stop it! Not just people banged up. You've got me. <laughs>
2: Kim's specialty: making people cry. Uh, yeah. I'm
1: I'm so excited
0: about this, and I'm so grateful that you guys were able to come in and tell this this full story, um, because uh, obviously no one's going to be able to understand it until they've seen it.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: So thank you so much. You yeah, well, that's it. Yeah. I've given you the dates: 11th of Feb through the 20th at break because we get it first. And then, oh, fancy Perth Festival from the twenty third <laughs> to the twenty seventh. What what location is it in Perth? It's in the Studio Underground at the State Theatre Centre. Oh, yep. yep. what an amazing opportunity! And and thank you uh, for being raw and real and having the courage to tell it. Because a lot of people keep those things to themselves, and mm. you know we've got weird associations with shame and all sorts of things in the Western world. And good on you.
1: Thanks. Yeah. Thanks Angie and thanks for having us. Yes, um, we appreciate it. It's really nice to chat
0: with you.